afternoon, JG. Good afternoon, Mr. Askins. How are you? I am fine. It's the 22nd of May. And you know what this is? This is post-build. 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 Tech tips. Post-build tech tips. I like it. Case, <laughs> case post-build tech tips. <laughs> tech bits. Oh, tech bits. <laughs> yeah, we can't. It tips just rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? It does. We might have to. We might have to switch it. <laughs> yeah. So we took uh, we took this week and for a little over forty eight hours adjusted our schedules to accommodate build, right? Yeah. I mean, we uh, we kind of were able to switch around stuff with a day job and at least tune in and have it on in the background to a majority of the sessions. Um, I know myself, I have a couple that I definitely wanted to hit and then a couple I just hopped in and out of. It was kind of nice. Um, I, I mean, I've never actually been to a Microsoft conference and when I was about to go. COVID happened. So that's not good. So I don't really have in person to compare it to, but I, I kind of liked at least the, the build um, for me, because a lot of them were very developer heavy. Uh, and it's not really something that I'm uh, into that space super deep. So I was able to kind of listen in the background. And if it went over my head, I can pop in and out and not have to run around. So it was really good. You know what I'm going to tell you now? It's like you are actually deep in development. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, you might I not mean, want to be or, or wanna call be. it that, but you are. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> so um, uh, since this was your first like event, there'll be it virtual. I'm going to pepper you with a couple quick questions and then we'll dive into a couple things that were of interest to us. And then we'll on a regular show, we'll maybe bring up some of the things that came out of that from a technology perspective. So, so number one, how did you feel about the delivery and it being remote? Was it something that you found easy to navigate or did you find yourself, uh, you know, losing attention, keeping attention? What, what was your experience along that line? Yeah. So not having necessarily a Microsoft conference to compare it to, but I have been to other conferences in the past. And I think that it has its pluses and its minuses, right? Um, I think that I was able to attend a lot more than I normally would have if I was doing it in person. Um, because you, you are able to kind of jump in. Like I, I know I jumped into a couple and I'm like, yeah, this is, this is not me. And I could duck out and go to a different one. Cause you don't really get a bunch of detail from the description of the title. Um, so I was able to play that game a little bit, which probably made the experience or at least the content a little better. But I do miss the the interaction, um, you know, being able to talk with with people in person, you know, talk to the guy next to you at lunch, whatever that may be. And also focus is definitely a, a problem, too, because I, I did find myself going and string and doing other work while something was in the background and you're not giving it 100 percent. So, um, yeah, it's it's. It's nice. It's a, it's a blessing and a curse, I guess, at the same time. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you. Uh, I mean, I, I have to agree with you. It's your viewpoint. <laughs> but some of the sentiment, you know, it is easy to get distracted. So I made point uh, to actually go old school and download the ICS for every one of my sessions that was important to me and put it on my calendar. And that way I know that if, you know, you're in a session that is kind of tangential to what you're talking about uh, or what you do or what you need to know or what you want to know, then if this is something that's core to what I do. I'm, I'm going to lock down the little red light outside my doors on, leave me alone. I'm focused for half an hour, 40, an hour, whatever, however long it is. So the one thing I will say that I didn't miss 
was putting on the miles, <laughs> though my waistline is screaming at me. He's like, I'm normally used to losing weight this time of the year by virtue of running all over the place. Uh, <laughs> I didn't have that. So I got to I got to make up eight miles a day times what, two. So I owe myself 16 miles here uh, before the weekend's out. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, you better get on that. It's rainy here in our neck of the woods. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very true. Very true. So, you know, one of the things I wanted to bring up, too, is that if you had the opportunity to, um, you know, look at some of the high level sessions that they streamed on LinkedIn or what have you, the Imagine Cup. Did you happen to watch the Imagine Cup? I watched parts of it. That was one that I, I started to get into. And then I I strayed away with some, some other day job stuff. But I did see, you know, at least the first the first bit of it. Yeah. So as for those who are interested, usually it's for students. And, you know, for a long time, Microsoft has always, you know, tried to spur spur on or ingrain that whole embracing of people inventing and and coming up with things. So I think this year was what the winners got a hundred grand and 50, 50 K and, and Azure spend. And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the things like you get judged, not just, Oh, is that, that's cool. That controls a robot. They look at, does it help society? Does it help our world? How, how, how many people can this affect? And, you know, some of the ones that stuck out to me, Actually, the one in particular that sticks out to me is the one that they developed using a lot of technologies in Azure around um, Parkinson's and things of that nature where, you know, the, the typical spiral that you normally do and how they're able to detect and see how far along you are and gauge it. Uh, that was super cool. And it was good to see, you know, there was a, there was a throat cancer one. There's there's a I mean, there's other things, too, with like clean water. There's like millions of entries all the time. There's so much good out there. So I just wanted to touch base on that. And if anybody wants to really see uh, what some of the, uh, you know, passionate development of technology and application of things that Microsoft can provide, go to imaginecup.microsoft.com. It's pretty cool. Check it out. Yeah, I did see that. I, I saw the one that, that stuck out for me was the one where he, he had a, I can't remember the story exactly, but in a nutshell, it was kind of, he had a, a sibling or a roommate or something that died of mental illness and suicide. Yep. And he was creating some like machine learning and, and it, it, some predictive analytics to help identify markers for, for people that are, are at risk for that um, based on their mental health. And I thought that was super cool. Um, Spo- you know, spo- taking a Spoiler winner. <laughs> I can see the ending, but I thought that that one was, was really cool um, because it, it's kind of taking a personal thing and, and making it, you know, trying to, to use technology to, yep. to not fix, but maybe help prevent. So that's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. I thought it was pretty decent too. Uh, and um, yeah, we can go on and on on a show just for that. So let's pivot off. So, uh, you know, you mentioned there's a lot of heavy development things, which obviously we we we, we deal with that a lot, even from a IaaS or a PaaS or you know, on-prem solution, some of the things that I looked for were, you know, tools and capabilities and, and some of the solutions that we deploy every day for customers at large. Um, what's the, what's like the, the session that right now that pokes out at you and what was covered, anything new in there that's noteworthy to bring up? Yeah. So I think first and foremost, anybody that, that 
listens to the show and knows me knows that I'd be all over the Azure monitor, uh, section, uh, and their, and their, their sessions related to that, uh, what's new in Azure monitor. I think that, um, that session really didn't show a bunch necessarily new, um, that I wanted to call out. But one thing that I did see is they're definitely taking a lot of areas and that, that you get to in different sections or, or areas of Azure it, it itself and kind of lumping it all under the Azure monitor, uh, section, which sounds like a little change, but it's going to be really helpful because things like log analytics workspaces and some settings that you tweak in Azure monitor aren't necessarily in the Azure monitor blade. And it's kind of a pain to keep switching back and forth and remembering where everything is. And it seems like they're listening to some feedback and pulling a lot of things like the, the application insights, uh, some settings there and some settings with the log analytics workspace. Um, kind of putting that under the Azure monitor hood, which will be super helpful. Uh, and I did see, you know, there are some uh, preview items like Azure Key Vault and Redis Cache and stuff like that, which is going to be super cool. Um, the more stuff you, they keep piling into Azure monitor, the more visibility you're going to have. Uh, and I think, you know, they're slowly adding more stuff in there. Um, it's now the general general availability for things like Azure Storage and Cosmos DB. So they're working really hard on getting all of the services in Azure Monitor. Um, and obviously, that's awesome to see. Uh, the more the, the more the merrier there. Um, I think we need to have a, a show dedicated to just Redis because that's been so much. I've had so many questions about people just from basic, like, how does it work? To can I use it for this use case? Maybe we should just put a little little primer out there. I think we should. Yeah, that's actually why I called it out because I've been hearing a lot of that lately too, um, which is kind of strange. It, not that Redis is strange; it's just it kind of happened all at once. Um, so I think that would be timely for sure. Yeah, do you wrap that around some of the news that Microsoft released recently about Redis and some of the integrated bits? Yeah, it's it's definitely uh, yeah. Stay tuned to this space. We'll we'll come back to it. Um, the other things I wanted to call out, um, obviously, I watched the session uh, with Mark Rosinovich, which was good as always, uh, and also watched a lot of the sessions around quantum computing and, and AI supercomputing, um, which is just a personal fascination of mine. But the other things that I think will be good for the day job, most notably, is Microsoft Lists. So that was announced uh, over Build. It's a competitor for Airtable. If anybody uses Airtable or used Airtable in the past, it's kind of a kind of a GUI um, SQL database almost kind of light. Um, it, it, think about it as like a SharePoint list kind of on steroids, but separated out from, from SharePoint. And I think it's going to be super helpful for people that want a little bit more than, than just an Excel spreadsheet, but don't want to build a full fledged SQL DB in the back end. Um, they talked about using it to track issues, manage, manage inventory, uh, build out event agendas, report status, manage FAQs and more. Uh, but I think the, the possibilities are endless specifically around, uh, I think power apps. So the integration there will be really nice. You can have more than just a, a, a table, uh, or like a spreadsheet. Um, you can, you can store different types of data and more complex types of data and have it inter, inter, integrations and relations and all of that without having to build a full fledged SQL DB, which might be nice for some simple workloads. Um, so definitely something I want to keep, keep a close eye on. Yeah, definitely something to stay tuned to. Um, I can see a thousand use cases, uh, just in our own, operations during the day uh you know i'm i'm actually building out a, a poc for for uh, the day job and i'm standing up sql and doing all kinds of stuff on the back end it would be so nice just to be able to click point go you know 
Yes, I don't think it's going to. It's going to have that kind of kind of that issue that we talked with Anthony about last show, where it's going to be a fine line between you know how there's already a fine line between power apps and full fledged application. I think we're going to toe that line with this as well. There's going to be a fine line between using a Microsoft list and building a full fledged SQL DB. Um, some you know power users might know that difference in that line, but be careful uh, because at some point you don't want to force something in Microsoft list that doesn't really belong. But I know that I used Airtable in the past for a lot of use cases that was just a simple thing that I needed to build that was a little bit more complex than a than an Excel sheet or a Google spreadsheet or whatever, um, but not so complex that you wanted to, to build out a, a, uh, a full SQL DB. So I'm super excited for that. Most excellent. So, um, there's a couple things I'm going to bring up. I'm just going to slow scroll my day one just to kind of give you an idea of the things that that I viewed, right? So the first part of the day was kind of mandatory. You didn't really get much of a choice. Um, they made your schedule for you so you can hear keynotes and and uh, Scott Hanselman and guests. Every developer is welcome. That was kind of fun. You know, he's, he's always fun in an understated way. Um, then... I rolled off into uh, obviously Marcus Inovich, Azure Innovation, accelerating developers with the Power Platform, which is conversations we've been having recently. I'm not going to kill our time here to, to bring up the topics we talked about already in the last six shows, but like knowing a pro dev and citizen dev, what their roles are in, in playing nice together and understanding there's value in both, you know, that whole thing has been, it was a tone I, I felt. I don't know if you felt that too, um, but it seemed to be a tone. And then, you know, obviously, you know, one of the things I shook my head at was like people on, on Twitter and Reddit is like, is this the, uh, is this the team's commercial? Is this nothing but a team's commercial? It's like, no, it's not. But yeah, it is because it's like <laughs> such a great tool and it's uh, been super helpful in our current situation and, you know, pandemic wise. And then it's going to stick. And so, yeah, there's focus on it. So I think people need to like cool their jets there. You know, I'll be a little bit harsh. I'm going to wag a virtual finger at you. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so I took a, I took the time to take a couple things that I normally wouldn't. OK, so. You know that I, I doodle on my notebooks, like special things that mean things to me. Mm-hmm. And they had, and I actually two Microsoft, two year, two Microsoft years ago, I was at uh, Inspire and I picked up this book about being a visual, visual storytelling, if you will, and how to like make things impactful. Right. So they had this sketch noting 101, which was super cool. Um, I really dug it. And the, the, the lady who gave the session was super awesome. How to actually take, take some words and take some pictures and make it like really impactful and meaningful and memorable. So like I did, it was a half an hour little session. I was like, you know what, I'm going to go outside of my comfort zone of zeros and ones and do stuff like that. Right. And so I took a couple of those sessions, but here's the other thing is that I also wanted to see uh, what would happen when you see those, um, for students or for new people classes. So I attended, actually Scott Hanselman was one of the guys there. Um, Scott Hanselman and uh, I want to give everybody credit here. Hold on. And Kendra Havens uh, both gave uh, taking your first steps with C Sharp. 
So I wanted to like experience the whole Microsoft learn and what the messaging is, because that seems to be, I need to know how to do this. And everybody points out, Oh, go figure it out at Microsoft learn. So I, they said the whole methodology around, they set it up for you to where you like, you understood what their methodology is, how to do it. I mean, you didn't sit there and they teach you code line by line because let's let's face it, learning C sharp is 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 it's not a steep curve, especially if you know other languages. But it's also um, it's pretty straightforward, you know. I mean, once you know the format, it can become straightforward. So I sat there and it was all about approach, and that's what I appreciated about it. They made it about, yeah, we're going to go through the learn portal and do the whole, you know, hello world and what have you and put our fun twist to it. But we're also going to tell you how to learn, where to find the best resources, the, the, the shallow the arc of my knowledge knowing, right? And I guess that's not a right phrase to use in this day and age of, you know, shallowing arcs and whatnot. But um, essentially, that's what they're doing. It's like, hey, you know, come to learn. And then people were asking questions like, what's the best book to buy? And what's the best? And they're like, go to YouTube, go to learn. It's like, it doesn't cost you a thing. And it, but if you have a, you know, plural site subscription, by all means, feel free. But like, don't go out and start start off with all this like crazy. There's enough resources to get you going, and I thought that was super cool, especially since we like to enable uh, people to do stuff, and especially if you're an IT pro and you're 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 dealing with some DevOpsy things, you should kind of have an understanding of some of this stuff. You might not have to be you know hardcore front end or back end developer or full stack developer, but you know having the understanding of what all the bits are and how they work, I think it's super helpful. Yeah, I, I saw that one. I didn't attend that one, but I think um, having that understanding, like you're talking about, is is super super helpful. And, and you're exactly right. When you when you know one, you kind of can easily extrapolate to all. I had a class in college where we did a different programming language every week. Um, so we had to like learn and, and build a not so simple program. Like it wasn't hello world. It was actually fairly complex and in a different language every week and a different use case. And um, it kind of was just to prove the point that once you understand object orientation and you understand other types of coding methodologies, you can learn the syntax and it's a, it's a short jump. Um, so yeah, I think it, it's super cool that, that they're kind of trying to, to push free resources and assistance to help kind of enable everybody rather than say, Hey, go buy this $200 book. Absolutely. And you know what, that, those classes you took, none of it was COBOL, was it? No. <laughs> okay. All right. Dead language. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. So one of the other ones I wanted to bring up, um, I know we don't want to go too long today. So there's like four other ones I was going to bring up, but I waxed on poetically or unpoetically too long. So I want to bring up the Microsoft IoT vision and roadmap. So if you know me, I do a lot in this space. We do a lot in this space. Our day job does a lot in this space. There's my nice chimes. I love those. And here's the best part of that vision and roadmap. It did lay out clearly for those who don't get it or or new to it. Like what is sphere OS? What is, what is a sphere device? What do I do about um, the difference between hub and central from IOT perspective? 
you know, like, are, are they all one and the same or what is, is it just skinned? What does it look like? So they gave that, what is it? But then they also said, this is where we're going. Right. Um, you know, there's a, the, the Microsoft has a Linux kernel and they have it on sitting on a hardware device that you can use to do stuff. Um, but there's organizations out there actually doing stuff with this in real world. So, um, the more we see and have visibility into this, the more second nature it becomes, which makes me happy because then that means the more there is to do in that space. The other bit I wanted to bring up, um, obviously I attended a lot of the infrastructure as code stuff. Um, if you can check out session code INT146A, which is infrastructure as code, building Azure applications with ARM templates. Super cool, especially if you're getting in, in new to it. Uh, they touch base on uh, ARM templates, touch base on what if. I don't know if you've done any what if, Mr. Girl. Have you done any what if stuff? I don't think so. Yeah, so what if is pretty cool. Um, it allows you to you know throw a scenario out there and it runs it and it gives you output as in what would change if you deploy something a specific way uh, with an ARM template. Yeah. So it, is it going to impact your DB? Is it going to impact your VM? What, what does it touch? What doesn't it touch? And, you know, it gives you a nice little, little overview. And then people are like, what does that mean for blueprints? Because with Azure DevOps and uh, infrastructure as code, blueprints is out there. Is that going to be something that's going to be kind of broken down and torn away? We're told it is not. So, um, you know, if you're on that path, stay on that path. So there are several other things we can carry on about. just want to give you guys a couple light uh, things to check in. So session INT146A infrastructure as code, check it out. Uh, the IoT vision and roadmap is INT176A. That's the same thing. Nope. Nope. It's very similar. INT176A for the IoT vision and roadmap. And um, well, you had to attend the classes for the for the other stuff. Uh, yeah, so I think we need to bring it to a close, keep it short, uh, especially for our little interruption in the middle. Any final thoughts on build that you had? Anything you want to touch base on? Uh, no, I think that um, all of the sessions in build are super valuable. Obviously, I couldn't attend all of them. Um, it seems like a lot of them are, are available for on-demand viewing uh, if you signed up. So keep that in mind. If you uh, have access to them, go check them out. It might be a good way to uh, pass the time while you're stuck in some level of quarantine. So uh, definitely a lot of good stuff, a lot of nice uh, information and some good sessions. So check it out and give us a drop us a line and, and tell us what your favorite was. Yeah, absolutely. If you attended, uh, visit the uh, Facebook page and or I mean, you can hit us on LinkedIn, but, you know, we'll, we'll be monitoring the face space. Um, so go there and drop us a line. Let us know your favorite was. That's a great call, dude. Good full like circle. It. Good full I circle. I like it. <laughs> All right, so we're in the heels of starting the weekend, even though we got a lot more business to do. So we're going to let you get back to your work and we'll talk to you guys soon. Awesome. Stay safe, everyone. See you later. Bye. Today's show is produced by Mr. Wentworth, directed by Michael Askins. Graphics and artwork provided by Art by Sophia, edited by Mr. Wentworth. Visit the show notes for terms and conditions.